it's the next level. And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. Just just took a drink, and that's not the best time to start recording. The Melting Mat, the next level network. Oh, my goodness. Happy New Year, my friends. Uh, thank you for the feedback and whoever suggested that I do a best of the year. Because last week, I didn't think I was going to do it. And then last week, I had no energy to do a show. And uh, thankfully, that was in the chamber. So, um, yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I may throw in some December stuff. I, I have a, a couple of vacation episodes coming this year that I will need stuff for, I guess. Uh, maybe we'll do a mailbag again. And I think we have a behind the scenes from an interview we did. So I'll share that if I can, if I can clean that up. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, like I said, we've had to get creative with the show since the kid came and since other things happened. So yeah, there you go. And if you didn't like it, well, the alternative was not doing an episode at all. So um, I had fun going through all that. I did a lot of fun this year, I guess. And I usually write a thing. I'm trying to work on it. I might just bag it. I don't know. Um, I feel like I've written about everything that I did already. So maybe not. But uh, we'll see. All right. Anyway, today on the show, we should be hearing from the captain. He may be returning as the NHL is kind of back in business. Uh, we got a week 18, the first time ever in the NFL. We'll talk about that. Uh, somebody sent me, or maybe I saw it on Twitter and my brain just kind of malfunctioned at the sight of it. One of those weird, like, think pieces about people missing their commutes or missing their uh, their old work life or whatever. So we'll talk about that briefly. Um, we have an Am I the A-Hole? And uh, man, it's a weird one. It's a really weird one. And I'm glad nobody has sided with the uh, the in-laws. We'll get to that. And is that all? No song today. I don't have, uh, I didn't look anything up, but I don't have the energy to do a riff. And I feel like if I don't do a riff, it's no fun. So there you go. That's what's going on today. Uh, but the first thing I guess we have to talk about, I mean, all right, I don't have to talk about it, but I'm going to, is that we all had COVID. And I'll be honest with you, my friends, I do not recommend having COVID-19. <laughs> like I, I don't, oh my God. It was uh, it was awful. It was just awful. And I first thought I had a migraine because I've had migraines and they, they suck. And I was like, oh, man, I got a really bad migraine. It took a half day. I was like, I can't I can't do this. And it just felt so bad. Um, yeah, because we went to a Christmas party and we thought that we took all the right precautions. We thought we were going to be all right. We were not. We all got the thing. Yeah, the following Sunday, I had a really bad headache and again, thought it was a migraine. So I'm like, all right, we'll get over this. And then the kiddo started not feeling well. So we went to urgent care and he got tested. He's positive. So we come home, we do our rapid tests. We're both positive. And so we're like, all right. I mean, we had to quarantine anyway because he has it. And now, well, we all have it. And on one level, I was relieved that I knew what it was. But on the other thing, you know, I was like, all right, this sucks. I have COVID. We all have the thing. And I had a pounding headache for five days. I was super dizzy for like a week. And my whole body ached for like four or five days. And my leg ached for another, my legs, both of them, uh, really ached for another several days after that. So yeah, it sucked. 
it really sucks. I, I like I, you know, maybe if you're a well, okay. Let me. Um, I've said enough about COVID on this show that if you're a COVID denier, you're likely not listening because you think I'm a moron. But let me tell you, if you're still there, if you're on the fence, get the goddamn. I, I, I don't really like to do absolutes like this because I'm not a doctor. I'm not your dad. I can't tell you what to do. However, comma, I don't want you going through what we went through, especially because it was one of the scariest moments of my life when the doctor said, hey, your son has COVID. And it's like, now what do we do? Um, I don't want anybody to go through what we did. Uh, get the get the f- shot, okay? Get the shot. Get boosted. Wear your mask. Just, again, I... I I don't want to tell you what to do. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, whatever. But I don't want you to do, have to deal with this. I really don't because it sucked. It was awful. And I don't want you to have to do it. So if at all possible, I know there are medical reasons why you can't. But if you can get the thing, go get the thing and keep wearing a mask because this is not over. I know everybody, they uh, reduced the quarantine time because uh, they want to get people back to work for some reason. You know what? Let me just say this. I've said this before on the show. Do not ever let anyone tell you that the U.S. government cannot afford to pay us to stay home because they can. They just choose to do other things with the money. All right, I'll get off my soapbox. I just want, I need to throw that out there because for whatever reason, some really good propaganda, I guess, people do believe that the government doesn't have the money because that's what they tell us, but they really do. And this could have been over months ago. But anyway, if you're not feeling well, stay home. Well, try to get tested, I guess. But if you're not feeling well, stay home. If you have to go somewhere, if you got to go to work, wear a mask. Try to stay away from people. I just, again, I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, drink the Kool-Aid or whatever or share it with you, whatever the hell people say. But I just don't want you to have to go through what we did because it sucked. It was really bad. All right, we got real. Let's talk about something fun. Can we? Wait, is there anything else I have to tell you? Ah, yes. Having COVID sucks. There. It was really bad. It was the like I've never, I don't know that I've ever felt worse in my life. And I had walking pneumonia when I was like seven years old. It was very similar. Like my whole body ached and I was exhausted. And I'm grateful that I was vaccinated because I don't know how much worse it would have been if I hadn't, if I wasn't. So yeah, it sucks. And I, if you can avoid it, uh, you know, do that, obviously. All right. So now, Jesus, can we talk about something fun? All right. Again, thank you for checking in, Uh, or if you didn't, that's fine too. I know you're busy. Uh, Maybe now you will. Oh my God, are you all right? We're on the mend. We're okay. Kiddo went to the doctor today. He's actually there now as I'm doing this. Um, So hopefully his follow-up went well, and hopefully he will start sleeping at night again. And um, yeah, there you go. So that's us. We had the COVID thing. We're all coming out of it, and uh, it sucked, and I don't recommend it. All right, so can we talk about something fun? Um... Well, this isn't really fun. The next thing is kind of fun. But I saw this on Twitter, I think. And, you know, you've seen a lot of these things popping up from like Huffington Post and Wall Street Journal and New York Times or wherever, where they start talking to people about like, oh, what do you miss about pre-COVID life? What do you miss? Well, I miss not being sick. Uh, Well, (laughs) or whatever, you know, I miss, you know, not having to worry about that. But anyway, um, and there are all these weird like, People miss going to the office, and I've said before, I think you're insane if that's the case, because I just, I don't know, for me, working at home is the best thing ever, and I never want to have to go back to my office or any office ever again, because I get a lot more done, uh, both work and personal stuff, 
And um, I just really don't know, like, where do you find these people who are volunteering that they miss, you know, having to commute to work? And like, oh, I missed the, the whole thing of this piece was, and I'll try to find it and link it, but the whole thing of this piece was, I miss being able to wind down after work using my commute. And again, I don't know anyone who has a commute that's so stress-free that you can wind down. But apparently this girl, uh, this woman, I don't know, she's like a 28-year-old or whatever. Her commute was a 15-minute walk through downtown Denver. Now, I've never been to Denver. I would like to go. I've heard really good things about Denver. But I would have to say, if my commute was a 15-minute walk, I wouldn't mind doing that every day anyway. Although, if I did live 15 minutes from my office, I would live in a not great place. So I guess for me, it's a good thing. And it's just really weird. And they, they interviewed a couple other people where like, oh, I miss, you know, working in my office and I miss, uh, you know, doing my commute. I got stuff done on my commute. And now, you know, I just, uh, I finished working in the basement or in my office or wherever. And then I come upstairs and, uh, you know, I don't have that time to decompress. I was like, well, you can take that time to yourself and tell your wife or whoever, say, hey, you know what? Uh, working at home, I kind of need to separate. I need to decompress. So I'm going to be up. You know, my shift ends at, say, 4. I'm going to be up at 4.15. Uh, I just need to, you know, take some breaths and kind of separate and be ready to do whatever it is that I have to do. Like, you can do that. You're allowed to say, hey, you know, I'm not commuting anymore, so I'm not getting that time to, to decompress. Although with my commute, I was just adding new stressors on the way home. So I, just, I don't know. I don't know. People are like, oh, I miss, the, I miss going to the office because then I don't get snow days anymore. I'm like, you're insane. You don't have to leave your house. Like, what are you talking about? And this girl like missed out on her commute or misses her commute. Maybe she's back at her office now. I don't know. But, you know, oh, my commute through Denver. You know what? Hold on one second. All right. So it was on the Wall Street Journal. This girl was 31 years old and it was a 20 minute walk through downtown Denver from home to work. And she's a content marketer. I don't know what the hell that means, but let's see. So for those 20 minutes, she was unavailable on email. Well, you could be unavailable on email at any time. Just don't answer and, you know, turn your, uh, turn your thing off, turn your ringer off. Uh, that just didn't make any sense. And let's, I'm going to read this to you. It's from, again, Wall Street Journal. She used to walk home from her office in downtown Denver every day. For those 20 minutes, the 31-year-old content marketer was unavailable on email. Often, she'd put on headphones and pull up music or a podcast. I don't know what podcast you're listening to in 20 minutes. Uh, certainly not this show. To ensure her mind didn't wander to thoughts of deadlines. And when the pandemic took hold, her commute shrank to the distance between her home office and the sofa. And I only took that screenshot because my brain malfunctioned when I read that because I don't know. It was a thing about how TV has replaced someone's commute for a wind down after work. And I'm just like, you can still do like you can take 10, 15 minutes to yourself and say, hey, listen, I got to wind down here after work because now I'm missing that time. But also, I don't know who else's commute is like a walk in the park, maybe literally for this girl. That didn't make any sense to me where it was like, oh, I, you know, I used to be able to wind down on my way home and now I can't because uh, now I go from like my sofa to my basement or whatever. And I just, I don't know, I don't know if this woman has children or if she's married or what, but like, what the hell, man? Like, no, 
what kind of why do you what kind of a psycho is sitting there and maybe that's too mean but how are you going to sit there and say oh i miss my commute i miss my commute what do you miss do you miss having to dodge people on the way home do you miss having to walk home in the rain or the snow when it's freezing or sweating your off right do you miss uh you know if you got to take the train and the bus and stuff like i did something breaks down you got to sit there for a half hour and just wait because there's no other way to get home without spending too much money like is that what you miss i don't understand this whole like oh i miss uh, being in the office and i miss uh, my coworkers and i miss my my commute my time to to wind down like who the hell has a commute that really lets you wind down because you have to worry about so many other things even if it's just a walk You have to worry about so many other things on your way home. There's no way to really decompress. Uh, Where do they find these goddamn people? But anyway, yeah, no, I don't miss my commute. No, I don't miss my office. No, I can talk to my coworkers whenever the hell I want. No, I don't miss them. Get the f*** out of here. No. God, you people are insane. They're like, oh, I need to get back to the office. All right, well, then go. You go back to the office. I'm never going back if I can help it. If people ask me all the time, I go, uh, when are you going to go back? And I say, if it's up to me, never. And we just kind of signed a new agreement. So as I'm sitting here now, I'm teleworking through June 30th. So hopefully um, the fact that we had to sign like a new form tells me this is more of a permanent solution than it was for the last year and a half. So, or two years almost. So that makes me very happy because I hated commuting and my office sucked. So I'm loving doing this and I don't understand even if it's just a 15-minute walk, how the hell do you miss having to get up and leave the house and go to and from work? Never understood it. We'll never get it. I'm going to see more of those pieces now because I just searched for it on my Twitter, and I'm talking about it now. So, yeah, I don't understand it. Tell you what, let me know, everywhere at the Melting Pad, if you miss your commute or if you miss your office life, I want you to tell me, you know, you could do it anonymously, anonymously through the website if you want. Um, I need to know why. And how? My brain just cannot wrap around the fact that two years into this, that you still miss, you know, traveling to work and like sitting in an office for seven and eight hours a day. I need to know what specifically do you miss about office life, about commuting, about all that stuff. So let me know ever at the Melting Pad. Again, you could do it through the website or um, send me a text or leave me a voicemail, 209 209 Seven six three eight. Um, let me know. I want to know. I need to know. I ne- my brain needs this. I need to hear this. Okay. All right. Jesus. Speaking of things that made my brain go. F- I uh, what the. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun. So we've been doing these. Am I the a hole things from Reddit? And I saw this one a couple of weeks ago, and I decided let me put this one in the old chamber and let's see uh, what we can get out of this. So, man, this is a weird one. Uh, am I the a-hole for not wanting my father-in-law at my honeymoon? My husband and I took a month-long honeymoon, nice, to the Cancun area where my husband's parents own a home. While staying in the family home, we heard a knock at the front door, and opening it, I saw my father-in-law who said, surprise, my husband is a very non-confrontational and respectful son, so he did not share his feelings on the situation with his father. However, I felt a need to share my opinion So after spending approximately 24 hours with the father-in-law in in Cancun, I told my husband that I would like to move our honeymoon to an Airbnb, which we were planning to do in a couple days anyway. My husband agreed and we left. But I have since had both my father-in-law and my mother-in-law bring up my rudeness 
in the situation and tell me I am far too sensitive. In response, I explain that I believe it's inappropriate to show up to someone else's honeymoon unannounced regardless of whether you own the property or how long the honeymoon is. There are two main arguments. I actually find it worse that he owns the property since I felt I could not say no. I should add, this is not the first time that I have felt my in-laws have acted oblivious to what I believe are very basic boundaries. Nor is it the first time they have told me that I am much too sensitive and cause drama. Please tell me, am I the a-hole? Uh, right off the bat, no. This is insane. Like, these people are insane. Your, your in-laws are insane. And you are in no way the a-hole. Uh, but, you know, I'll get to mine, I guess, more in a second. But let me hear. Let's see. What do we got here? Taylor says, absolutely not. That is too much. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? Don't do that. Uh, Ben, come on, Ben. You listen to the show. You know I can't read. God damn it. I have COVID, too. Come on, Ben. I'm, I'm messing with you. Uh, ben says, I feel like there are a few people to blame in the situation, but the new bride is not one of them. I think she is right. The fact that it is their honeymoon should have been more than enough reason for the groom's parents to stay away from the home for a little bit. Granted, they knocked first, even though they own the property. They shouldn't have shown up in the first place. So yes, the father-in-law is the in this situation. However, the groom is also partly to blame. It shouldn't have been up to the wife to confront the in-laws in this situation. He should have stepped up and confronted his own parents himself. If he didn't see an issue with his parents intruding, on what is supposed to be a private time of celebration, yeah, between a newly married couple, well, then maybe this marriage isn't going to last very long. Yeah, this is insane. I don't care who owns the house. That is, uh, don't do that. Don't show up to somebody's honeymoon. Unannounced, uninvited. It's a honeymoon. It's not like, oh, we're on vacation and, like, we're going to have a fun party, I guess, and we're going to, like, it'll be fine if we have these people. No, it's their honeymoon. They just got married, and they're going to celebrate by So don't barge in and just spend the day there. That's insane. Oh, my God. And Lee says, run and don't take another thing from those in-laws. Yes, Lee gets it. First of all, I don't have to read that many words, Ben. And <laughs> he's going to cancel the show. Uh, and, you know, yeah, this is insane. And I get here's my question then. Because the wife said this isn't the first time that the parents have uh, overstepped boundaries. So if they own this house, like what else are they kind of holding over? And their son seems like a pushover. So what else are they using to be like, oh, well, we own the house. And oh, well, you know, whatever. Like we have this too. Like we're going to just intrude on all your stuff. Like what are you? There's more here, I'm sure, of these in-laws just being... I don't know, just not respecting boundaries, I guess. And it just seems insane that they thought this was okay. Like, if I'm on my honeymoon, and I'm sitting there doing honeymoon things, right? Maybe nothing at all, and all of a sudden, my dad walks in. Like, what? well, first of all, it'd be very strange if my mom and dad appeared at a honeymoon suite, because they would not own it and wouldn't be together. But anyway, in this scenario, let's say they are, and I'm sitting there doing honeymoon stuff with my new wife, and my dad shows up. And then my mom shows up, and it's like, what the hell is going on here? Don't do That's my pops from the Goldbergs homage, by the way. Um, yeah, just, no, don't do this. This is insane. This is completely insane. In what universe is this okay? Like, what kind of relationship do you have with your son that you think this is okay? That's my question. Clearly, they don't have a great relationship with this daughter-in-law. 
because this is not the first time that they've said, hey, you're rude and you cause drama. Man, you showed up to somebody's honeymoon. I get that you own the house, but like, it's not a vacation where they invite other people to join. It's a honeymoon. That's husband and wife time. Come on. God, no, not the a-hole, not even close. That is nuts. Don't do this. Anybody who, like, if you are fortunate enough to own a home that you can rent out or let your son stay in or son and daughter-in-law stay in for their honeymoon, great. So here you go. That's our wedding present. Stay at our house for a month or a week or whatever, and we'll be out of your hair, and then we'll see you when you get back. That's all you do. You don't show up to somebody's honeymoon. God, you people are psychos. What is wrong with you? Not the a-hole. God. I would be so mad. I, I would, I'd be out, I think. I think I'd be out of that marriage because she said it's not the first time something like that happened. Like you showed up on my honeymoon. What else are you going to show up to without being invited and say, oh, well, now you're being rude because I just showed up unannounced and uninvited. Like, no, no, I'd have to be out. I'm with Ben. This marriage is over. Done. I'm with Lee. Yeah, it's over. Done. I'm out of here. I'm going to find someone else. God, what a psycho. No, you're not the a-hole lady. And I hope that you, um, all right, I'll stop short of saying I hope you got divorced, but I hope that you really had a conversation with your husband and said, hey, listen, if that's going to keep happening, I can't do this anymore. And hopefully he said, hey, all right, you know, you're right. I need to stand up for myself and for us. And hopefully he grew a spine or, uh, you know, decided to be a little, look, I'm not a big fan of confrontations either, but you know, you got to put your foot down in summer, uh, cases and this is one of them so yeah don't oh my god that's insane christ don't do that do not ever don't show up to your son's honeymoon you psycho oh god so anyway not the (laughs) a-hole so there you go with that uh thank you to ben lee and taylor even though ben you made me read way too many words you know better i'm joking but you do you should you listen to the show um Yeah, God, not the a-hole. No way, absolutely not. So there you go, all righty. Again, no song this week. I got no energy, man. Like I said, I'm on the mend. I am not 100%. Um, Plus, it's a little bit less work for me. I don't know, it's fine. Uh, So if you do not like sports, this is your cue to leave. Thank you for joining me. I will try to do better next week. I'll try to get some stamina back and uh, try to find some more stuff to talk about. So if you have anything that you'd like me to discuss, let me know. Again, ever write the melting pat. And, um, yeah, I'll take some suggestions, man, and woe, man, because, uh, you know, not a lot going on. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. I don't know what's going on, but I'm sure we'll find something fun uh, or depressing. I have no idea. So for the rest of us, let's do some sports. Let's do it. For the first time, we have a Week 18 game in the NFL. And today, whoop, up, 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 The Los Angeles Chargers are taking on the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. And because the NFL is so weird, both of these teams are still in the playoffs, or I guess still in the hunt for the postseason. And I guess officially this is loser leaves town. So yeah, whoever loses, very likely. So this is the Sunday night game. So all the other games will be done. So we'll know what needs to happen for these two teams to get in. The only real qualifier here is that if the Jacksonville Jaguars 
beat the Colts earlier in the day, which is not likely, but if they do, then a tie would get both of these teams into the playoffs. So I don't want to work on that being the the scenario because it's like that's too much. But again, that's the the only way this is not a loser leaves town match is if Jacksonville wins over Indianapolis earlier in the day. I find that very unlikely, but stranger things have happened. So uh, let's work on the fact that the loser does not make the playoffs between the Chargers and the Raiders. And it's really weird because the Chargers are good enough. Like they're a talented enough team to be in the playoffs already. They, man, like they have the skill players to get it done. They really do on both sides of the ball. But for whatever reason, I was talking to Phil about this the other day. For whatever reason, they just can never close out games. Like they can't finish out games, much like the Ravens. Ugh. Ah, what a rough year. Uh, and they can never put together like two, three good weeks in a row. So that's why they're in this spot. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to finally put something together. Because if they make the playoffs, they're not making a run. Because they're not consistent enough. But they're, it's weird because they're talented enough to be a playoff team. It's just really, oh my God, the NFL is so weird this year. Uh, the Raiders, on the other hand, a lot of people considered them done, myself included, because they lost their coach to uh, you know, a racist email scandal and their star-wide receiver to his uh, off-field incident, and they're still hanging around. They could still make the playoffs on the last day of the year, and that makes no sense to me because I don't think Derek Carr is very good. Darren Waller, their tight end, who's a foot taller than everybody else on the field, has been out for like a month and a half. And I don't know if he's going to be back for this game. They're running backs. I don't know what's going on. So like the Raiders are the opposite of the Chargers for me, where I don't think they're good enough to be a playoff team. And yet here they are. And I have a weird feeling that they can win this game and make the playoffs and like maybe win the first game, like win the wild card game. Like I feel like they like that's just how weird the NFL is. And the Raiders, for some reason, could be a decent team in the playoffs, even though, at least in my opinion, looking at them, they shouldn't even be in this spot. So, you know, I know that my pick is going to be really weird, given what I just said, but give me the Raiders to win at home for John Madden, RIP to my mom's favorite announcer. He was, uh, so yeah, pick the Raiders. Um, but John Madden, Jesus, we're just going to make this all football segment. John Madden is the reason that millions of people, myself included, have a big interest in football at all. Because the video game and just the way he called the game. First of all, when John Madden and Pat Summerall were doing a game, you knew that was the best game of the week. And you knew that even if you didn't know anything about football, you were going to learn. Because John Madden didn't use all the fancy jargon. He just went out there and he told it to you like you'd never seen football in your life. And he was going to break it down for you very simply. And he had the telestrator, the turducken, just, uh, man, what a character. Several people have said he was an everyman. He looked like us. He didn't look comfortable in a suit. And uh, he just, you know, he broke down the game in a really simple way. And his video game still sells millions of copies every year. Did you know, by the way, that he almost rejected the idea of Madden? Because they went to, the developers went to Joe Montana, I think. And he was like, nope, not going to do it or whatever. So they went to John Madden and said, hey, we want to do a football video game. And he said, all right, sounds great. But then he looked at what they had and said it was and saw it was seven on seven. And he's like, nope, if it's not 11 on 11, real football, realistic. And it didn't have like real playbooks and it didn't have some other things. 
And he's like, nope, if I'm attaching my name to this, it's going to be real football. It's going to be legit. So y'all start over or I'm out. And I would think that they are okay with having to start over, considering that uh, the first one was, what, 1988, 89? And it's still going. You know, it's much different. Uh, Some say worse. You know, we're not going to get into that. But just the fact that he had that much pull when they said, you know what, John Madden, he was a popular player, coach, Braves broadcaster, so we want his name on this, and we're going to do whatever it takes. And they did. And, like, I still play Madden today. So, yeah, I, I would think that the video game, combined with the fact that he was the broadcaster who was going to explain things to you in a very simple way, and he's going to circle all the things on TV, you know, he's going to uh, he's going to be that guy. Like, he is synonymous with football, and his name carries so much more weight than just the game. And uh, I didn't watch this documentary yet. I have it in my uh, in my quay here on one of these things. So I am going to check it out. But how cool is that, that he got to see his documentary come out and, and hear all the praise uh, from all the people who enjoyed his work over the years? How cool is that? And then, um, you know, and then that was it. So RIP John Madden. Um, yeah, the guy... Millions of people uh, maybe even started playing football because of John Madden and maybe, you know, in a sense, owe their careers to a guy like John Madden because they maybe they wouldn't have even started if they didn't see him on the cover of the game or see him uh, in the booth doing what he loved to do. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Big loss for the football community to bring that back around. That's why the Raiders are going to win for their coach. Damn it. Man, John Madden was the best. I found a clip of uh, him explaining the turducken to Al Michaels on Monday Night Football once, and I'm going to try to find it, put it in the show notes, because it was so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I could sit here all day and, and do some John Maddenisms. I won't. Oh, man, speaking of, has anybody checked on Frank Caliendo lately? Ah, oh, damn. Speaking of a guy who owes his career to Madden, right? Jeez. His impression's really good. I hope he's doing okay. Um, so, yeah, there's your football for today. I know. We got to leave it on a little bit of a bummer. But, you know, sometimes sad things happen, and we got to talk about them. So, uh, I've not, again, I'll, by the time the show comes out, I'll probably have watched the documentary All Madden. So I'll know how good it was by the time you hear this, I think. So there you go. There's your football. There's all the stuff that I have to tell you for today. And we are going to hopefully turn it over to the captain. We gave him a couple of weeks off because I had to record early. And it turns out didn't really record a show at all last week. So, <laughs> so we gave the captain a vacation. But hopefully now... He'll be back to tell us all about what is going on with the Fly Guys. So good, sir. The floor is yours. Take it away. Starting up a sports league? Need some great activities for an upcoming party? Sounds like you could use some balls. Big Bob's Big Ball Emporium has got just what you need. We've got all the balls you'll ever want. Any size, brand, model, or material. Need some extra special balls? We happen to have an on-site ball-making facility. We'll get your custom balls to you within the hour. With one convenient location in Anchorage, Alaska, Big Bob's is your only one-stop ball shopping option for balls. Bob's waiting for you to see his balls, so call him at 1-800-GET-BALL. That's 1-800-GET-BALL. Thank you, my friend. The Meltic Path and X-Level Network. That's just in case he was not able to be there. He's got things to do, and I understand that. So there you go. That is what is all, uh, that's all, that's it, we're all done. Oh my god, get out of here, Pat, you're losing it. You're right, thank you for listening. 
we're uh, we're getting out of here. G Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. This has been an 8 Boy in the Production. RIP Betty White. Donate to an animal shelter or just, uh, you know, be nice to a dog, I guess. Betty White was goddamn hilarious and we love her so much. I know it's weird to throw that in at the end, but I'm not a TV podcast. I'm more of a sports thing for the most part. But anyway, oh, she was so goddamn funny and I loved her so much. Ah, damn it. Sorry to leave you on another bummer, but again, sad things happen. Just remember how funny she was and turn on the TV and watch Golden Girls. All right? So do that. Can we? Yes. Great. Awesome. Thanks to those of you who weighed in on the question. Uh, No, new wife, you are not an a-hole for being mad at your father-in-law for intruding on your honeymoon. What a psycho. Um, If you missed your commute, I would like to know why and how. I need specific details. Thank you very much. And uh, again, zero out of 10. Do not recommend having COVID. And uh, so there there you go. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the things. Enjoy whatever you have going on. And uh, of course, be safe. Don't be stupid. Thank a veteran. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated when you can. And uh, yeah, we're good. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Thank you so much for listening. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass has a lemonade. Will be nice of a spice from the top to a VK. Got a vodka, a drink, but cross. Got the bait on the front porch. Yeah, I got some icing. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no work. Glass some ice and a dash of from It's martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. From the fountain, real good sounding Chocolate egg cream, yo, on to the cherry fountain For a chill pop, on to send my ride Wobbles to the right, they got beverage Inside of me, a hot coffee, then fill it up with ice What a man, it's like it's rain Please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old Yeah, have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold Cold, 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 cold Something from the bar Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah I'm feeling kind of boy. Stick it in the fridge, 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 stick it in the fridge. Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. What? Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. Yo, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice, and you can Bite, but the brew tastes nice. nice back to the bar. So every decoration I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks. They got some meat up I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. Before you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge. Cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kind of thirsty. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah.